0: What is going on today? We are here, and we're going to talk about how to take things and how to go about things when everything seems to kind of be going right or going well. And I want to talk about this today and really just share some gratitude and take some some moments to reflect a little bit here. Uh, you know, things right now in my life, in friendships, lives, and hopefully in a lot of your lives, uh, are going very very well. And you know, I've started doing some things and kind of really honestly just practicing what I'm preaching. And for about two or three years, starting at about the end of 2016, I was in intake mode. And we talked about this a few podcasts back, talking about how when things aren't going the way that you want to, we need to start changing things. And a lot of times, we don't necessarily know what to change. We don't know what that linchpin thing is going to be, right? Is changing my job, do I change my career? Do I change my whole profession? Do I, But I don't have the education for that. Where do I start? What do I do, right? And we don't necessarily know the right path. We haven't really taken the time to dive in and understand what is wrong, what is frustrating us, what is not going the way that we want it to and why do we feel so frustrated all the time and so this was happening to me a lot uh, between 2014 2015 2016 as many of you guys know I started to look at, at going back to law school and honestly like that was a big part of the journey for me was I wasn't sure so I knew I was frustrated I knew I was struggling and I, I really couldn't tell why right and I thought well so maybe it's you know I see all these gym owners I do a lot of market research and I see all these gym owners and they're struggling too and you know it's it's a really tough job to own a gym it's really tough to own a small business period uh, but especially when you're dealing with you know a lot of people every day that makes it extra challenging and so I thought you know hey maybe it's maybe it's that maybe it's the gym. Right. And so I started looking into other professional pursuits. I started intaking things, started looking into different things that I might be interested in. And law school was one that really just kind of sat on the back burner for me. That was my whole plan and going back to school. And then that started to change a little bit as the gym started to take off. And then it was going to be, well, maybe I'd be a high school teacher and I could be a coach in that right. And then the gym really took off and it was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to just own the gym and be a coach. And that really wasn't ever my plan. Plan. And so I thought, well, maybe that could be it. Right. And so I started to do some research and I started to say I started to take the steps to change that. But what I realized in that way was that I really didn't take the time to listen to myself, to, to be, you know, inward or introspective, right. To be looking inward at what was really at the core, what was making me feel not, you know, whole, I guess. And, you know, a big part of it really wasn't the gym. It was the challenge and it was the growth and development and some of these other things. And so I started to really focus on that. And once I realized, you know, Okay. I I love the gym. I love the gym business. I love helping people. I love watching people, you know, drop weight and feel confident. I love watching these kids who are like 13, 14 and they start CrossFit and then they're like 15, 16, 17 now and they're just like the best kids that you've ever met in your life. They're looking at you in the eye and you just think like, "God, that kid is like the maturity of a 30-year-old and he just gets it and he's not out doing stupid stuff." And I love seeing that. And I want. I realized as I was starting to go through law school, and I was, you know, in a different professional world, that I already have created the best opportunity for me to help people. What I need to do then is start realizing how I can just do that more or do that better, and start honing in on what that new challenge would really look like. What would it be? And so I took on this journey and the journey started and really it was kind of all over the place at first. And I started to just read a lot, started to listen to a lot of different podcasts, went to a couple different seminars, traveled uh, for a few of them and got to see some amazing speakers. You know, Tony Robbins and a guy named Garrett White, a few other people. And it really was this sort of two year journey to kind of mapping and figuring out a plan of, of where I wanted to go. And then I would say middle part of last year was when I really started to realize the things that were really frustrating me. And the positive side of it was that I had started to realize and change some of them along the way. But the negative side of it was that uh, I really wasn't holding my feet to the fire enough. And I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do to be the best leader in this community and challenge myself and challenge the coaches and challenge the, you know, people in our community to be their best. And so I really, over this past year, I've started to be more action oriented as I've sort of started to be able to see that path. And I think that this is something that's really important for a lot of people is, you know, a lot of people struggle with things. whether it's their kids and parenting, whether it's their jobs and careers and skill sets, whether it's in the gym or their health and their fitness. I think sometimes it's important, and I would say probably on a recurring basis, it's also very important to think introspectively about what you are displeased with or what is not satisfying you to the degree that you want it to. And so I'll use the gym, you know, health and fitness and how I was for a long time was, I was just upset. Like my snatch and my handstand pushups, like they were just never enough. Right. And they're never enough and never enough. And I was always so focused on, I have to, I have to get five more pounds. I have to get 10 more pounds on my snatch, you know, setting goals and doing all these things and snipe cycles and mobility and all this, all this stuff. Right. And when I really dove into that introspection, what I really was disappointed about, or what I didn't like was I didn't like feeling like I was letting the team down or I was letting other people down because I wasn't very good at those skills naturally. And the people around me were. And one of the things that really changed for me for that was I was talking to one of our other teammates who had a struggle and a weakness in a certain area. And I was like, look, the most important thing for being a teammate is having fun and being supportive. And when it's your turn to do what you're great at, go and do it. And nobody cares about it. Nobody cares about what you're weak at. And Chris walked over to me shortly after and said, you know that that's how we feel about you too. Like you're so hard on yourself all the time, but you do realize that like, that's how that's how it is with us too. Like, I don't care. You know, the difference between you snatching five or 10 pounds more doesn't make a difference. As long as we have a great time out on the floor and training together and spending time together and you're doing your best, you know, just take it easy. And so when I started to really understand introspectively why I was getting frustrated by those things, and it was a lot easier for me to realize that actually like my teammates, love and support me and, you know, enjoy my strengths and the things that I bring to the table. And they care about that stuff a hell of a lot more than they care at all about my snatch PRs, which is just unnecessary pressure that I'm putting on myself because nobody really cares about that stuff. And so when you can dial in, you know, internally about why you're struggling with these things, if you get super frustrated, like we've seen people get super frustrated at the gym, like punch walls and throw things and kick stuff and chuck weight belts and scream Blah blah blah, and like get super frustrated. And now I just look at that stuff and I'm like, man, like I wonder what's going on in their life that's kind of causing that. Because you you have to understand that that frustration is not with fitness, it's not with you know the gym, it's not with CrossFit, it's not with whatever the hell they're doing, it's not, it's that they've got other frustrations that are just kind of manifesting themselves there, or they're feeling inadequate, or they're feeling stuck, right? They're maybe feeling stuck in their careers or stuck in their relationships or stuck in their lives. And all of a sudden they know they've been, it's like, okay, I'm stuck in my career. I'm stuck in my relationship. I don't feel very good about those things, but at least I've been busting my ass in the gym. And we show up for PR day and we don't PR then you're like, you know, God damn it. Like I've been working so hard and like I s- just feel so stuck, right? And you get this, just uh, this big emotional, you know, pent up aggression. But if we can take some time and spend that little bit. And this is where I think meditation is really important. So I think it's really important to just spend some dedicated time alone. It's one of the things that I'm very, very thankful to be able to spend so much time with my wife, be able to, you know, challenge each other in owning a small business and going through, um, you know, the ups and the downs that go with that and seeing each other every day. And I know we're very lucky to be able to spend so much time together, but I also think that we respect our time away from each other and the space that is needed a lot more than we used to. And I think we do it now more than ever. And I think I try to actually take time where I take vacations, maybe by myself, or I do long drives or I do things. I get involved with stuff where I spend dedicated time by myself. She does that a little bit better than I do naturally. And then whenever we do that, we come back and we've got things to say, we've got ideas to share. We've got frustrations to discuss, We've got future plans that we can make because we've thought about what we want. Do we want to stay at this house long-term? What do we want to do with the unfinished portion of the house, right? And we've actually sat and spent some time alone and thought about what we actually want in the future, which is also for us, it's a conversation about kids. It's a conversation about retirement. It's a conversation about where we want to live in the future. And if we are going to stay here, what that future here looks like. And if you don't ever spend that time away thinking about those frustrations and those things that you're internalizing all the time, well, then you're never going to be able to get on the path to getting better at them. And so if we take it back to the bigger picture, about a year ago, I sort of stopped Sinking in a lot of information. Now, I still try to intake. I still listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't read quite as much as I was. Uh, I, I scan, I guess you would say, more than anything. I don't d- deep dive into books and concepts and stuff. But for me, a lot of it came down to, you know, sort of business development and leadership. I really, you know, I had some leadership experience, but I'd never owned a business. And if you guys know my story and you've listened to that in the background, you know that I was sort of thrust into this a little bit. And for me, it's been a Little bit, you know, of humbling work to make sure that, like, I have the accountability and understand that all of the failures of the gym, all of the things that frustrate me are all my fault. And it's all due to my poor leadership skills and my poor business development skills that I need to get better at. And once I learned and I took that accountability and I learned those things and I actually took them to heart, then I was able to start guiding my intake, right? Read all these business development books, you know, traction and toilet paper entrepreneur and, you know, good to great and all these different things and tried to just gain, this plethora of intake, just intake, intake, listening to all these podcasts and how I built this and all these gym development ones, all these different things. And there's, you'd be surprised at how much micro gym development oriented podcasts and books there actually are and just read and consumed all of it. And this is very similar to my beginning CrossFit career when I kind of found that, okay, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to be at the gym full time as a coach. I read and studied and watched and went to every seminar, everything you could possibly imagine on being a coach. I was probably more obsessed with that and more dove into that than I've ever been to anything. And after being at the tomb, obviously, like, I, I think that that's saying a lot because it was a, a lot of time. Now I was single in 25 or 26. So there's, I didn't have anything better to do. Uh, I, I didn't drink anymore. And it was like, I was single and there was no like bar scene or anything else. So really for the most part, it was just study all day long. And I didn't look at his work. I didn't even look at it studying. I just looked at it as this is what I want to get better at if this is what I want to do, then I don't want to be a phony. I don't want to be somebody who is just, you know, opening a gym, but doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Because unfortunately that happens all the time. And it frustrates the hell out of me because I know the work it took for me to develop that stuff. And I know the time that I dedicated to it, but I also understand now that not everybody has that obsession with uh, development, with, with improvement, with being high quality and being, you know, having a high level of integrity and respect for what you put your name on. And that's something that I'm, I'm blessed to sort of, I think, have just ingrained deep inside of me. But this is what we talk about when we don't have that, right? If that's not who you are as a person, that's okay. But what you need to be better at than people, or what you need to be taking dedicated time to do then, is be more introspective and have more guidance for your internalization, for your studies. What are you developing at, right? If you are just really bad with money, Then you should be really, and that's a huge source of frustration for people. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, you know, you don't have a year's salary and an emergency fund earning some interest for you that you don't touch no matter what if you don't have that, you're stressed with money. Like I don't care who you are. At some point, something's going to happen. You're going to pop some tires. You're going to get in a car wreck. You know, you're going to have a huge vet bill. Something's going to come up and you are going to be stressed about money if you don't have some of these standard base things dialed in. And so if you understand that that's a frustration, that's a feeling, that's something that gives you stress and anxiety that just sits and weighs on you. It's just this big gorilla sitting on your back all the time. Then you should be dedicating your, your development, right? What you're intaking the podcasts, the books, the seminars, the people, the mentors, the discussions, the topics, the things that you were doing, the intake that you are having in your day should be dedicated to getting that gorilla off. Your back. And I promise you that once you start doing this and start from the biggest gorilla and work your way back, right? So, biggest gorilla, I think for a lot of people is probably money, for a lot of people is probably health and fitness, for a lot of people is probably relationships. But start with those big gorillas. Like we just had a seminar on Saturday that was dedicated for two hours, work with a professional on developing better relationships right? If you struggle, if that monkey is on your back, you are unsatisfied and not happy with your relationship and you weren't there. What are you doing? I hope you're reading books and getting involved with podcasts. If you're sitting there saying like, "Ah, I'm good enough, you know, my relationship's good enough. That is such a fixed mindset. And that's going to limit all of your happiness and all of your development so much that I, and, and for me, like, I'm not even going to, like, people aren't even going to feel bad for you. That's the thing, is if you're not doing anything about it, you deserve and earn no sympathy. If you know that financial issues are a problem for you, and you haven't read a book, gone to a seminar, talk to it, you know, talk to the thousands of people who are probably around you who probably have spent the time to get out of debt, learn how to do that and save money and do these things. Just talk to Maria about it. When we sat down that first night And we started talking about, we want to get a place together. We want to get out of this crappy. We were living in a really crappy apartment. Rent for three people is like 450 bucks a month, right? We had crack addicts knocking on our door every night. Not an exaggeration. Okay. At like three in the morning, I almost got in a fight multiple times with this crack addict woman who kept knocking on our door in the middle of the night. We got, so we sat down and as soon as I said, let's pull up your credit report and we printed it off, the tears just started flooding. She was so upset. I've never in my whole life seen Maria cry like that. And it just opened these floodgates because this gigantic gorilla was just standing on top of her every month, every paycheck, every bill, everything that came in. And it was just like, look, this isn't that big of a deal. We can fix this. This is fixable, right? I know how to fix this. So we're going to do it together. And sometimes that's how simple the fixes are for these things in your life. And this was the path that I started on for myself three years ago. And it was just, it was a bunch of different things. But last year I stopped, taking in. I had taken in enough. I had enough guidance. I knew what I wanted to get better. I knew it. I, I knew the things that were frustrating me and I started to understand how I have to fix them. And at some point intake has to become action, right? We talk about that in that podcast. You can't just always be listening to podcasts, meditating and reading but never take any action yourself and actually develop or get better. You can't do it. So last year, I really started diving in on this stuff and now we're about a year later some things in my health and fitness have sort of come together right uh you know there's i've been sort of praising cbd oil because i started taking that and my body's been feeling way better in workouts like better than it has maybe ever like since before i can remember competing in regionals uh so that's been fun, and that's just sort of a happenstance. I really didn't start taking action outside of start taking CBDO and being a little bit smarter with my workouts and scaling. But I've been doing that for a while. But that sort of came in, and that was sort of the culmination for me. That was the last piece of the puzzle because working out something I love so much, and it it controls so much of my emotional uh, stability, that. If that wasn't dialed in, I wouldn't, the puzzle pieces weren't all fitting together because that one piece, which is such a big piece for me, wasn't perfect. But this past three weeks, it really has been. And it feels like back to normal in that. And when you pair that with where I'm at with you know my relationship and where we're at with the business and the coaching staff and just the connection that I'm feeling with people, both people in the community in terms of athletes of friendship, uh, but connection to the people who are, you know, helping me out in my life personally and professionally. Uh, I just haven't felt this good about things in quite a while. And there's a lot to be grateful for in that. But I think the biggest thing that I'm grateful for was three or four years ago that I didn't quit because I, it, that, there was a fork in the road. There was a time and it was a, it was a challenging time. I mean, it was obviously I was going through, I don't know, different states of depression, laziness, being down a lot. Um, I wasn't great in my relationships. Was kind of tuned out. Uh, you know, I manifested a lot of different things through competing at the time to kind of keep myself sort of filled up. Uh, but even then I had a lot of, um, you know, anxiety and panic attacks and some different things that were going on under the surface that I was struggling with. But I'm really happy that I was able to kind of find my way through that and have people in my life who supported me and loved me along the way. And that's huge. But what I want you guys to understand or take away from this is at any time, you're going to have frustrations all around you all throughout the rest of your life. Right. And now I know I have this amazing peace of mind because I know that I've got I I had this huge, complex, multifaceted issue that was causing problems in every aspect of my life. But I was able to work my way out of that because I understood the stepped process involved with it. And that step process is something that we talk about in this podcast, something that we talk about at friendship, right? If you look at the friendship pyramid right when you first walk in, mental, nutritional, movement. And then some exercise stuff, right? Get yourself dialed in mentally. And then every other piece of the puzzle will start to fix itself. will start to, you know, align itself with you. And if you have the mental edge, if you take some time and you think about what's frustrating you and then you seek out help for that, whatever that help looks like. And I'm telling you that it sounds crazy, but like, I mean, I've paid Professionals. I, I mean, when we were going to these seminars, the books that I was buying, um, the you know, the private help, the private coaching, even having Jack come on the weekends. I mean, we're talking fifty to sixty thousand dollars over the last three years. That and thankful. So I'm very thankful to have Grant as a partner because he gives me a loose net with these things. Um, and I know other partners wouldn't, but again, like I said, people who support you through those challenging times. And he knew I was frustrated with where the gym was at. He would sit and listen to me, talk to him for an hour or two hours. Right. And he was okay with us spending that money and traveling and going and seeing these. And he would even come with me and be a part of it sometimes, but there is no um, dollar amount. Like if you would tell me right now, you could be just as frustrated, but have 50,000 bucks. I tell you wouldn't just keep, keep your money. I don't care at all. I just want to not feel like this anymore. I think that's one of the things that's so hard for people is like, it, I mean, I think all the time about going to a, a psychologist just to have somebody to help me constantly be seeing the frustrations for what they are. And then once I know what the frustration is, once I know what the root of that is, oh, hell yeah, awesome. Now I can make a game plan to start to attack that thing. And then I can seek out other mentors and other guiding lights. I can go and see other people's, you know, speeches, seminars. I can read their books. I can listen to their podcasts. I can develop in that way. And now I can get better. And, you know, I think sometimes people get so adverse to, you know, spending money or spending time on their own mental health. And it's fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. There's nothing in the world. Like, you should sell your car and walk, just to have better mental health and clarity. Like that's that's how I think about this. Mental growth is a number one, right? Paycheck comes in, you look at your bank account every month. It's like if your mental health is not where it is, the majority of your dollars, time, whatever should be spent on fixing that thing. And if you're a parent, you're like, oh, I don't have that luxury. I have to pay the mortgage. I have to pay the bills. I have to pay the cars. I have to do these things. You know, I have to pay for the kids. I have to do this stuff. Like, I got it. We all have payment stuff. We all have issues We all have these things. But sometimes if we don't go to extremes, you're going to look and you're going to look back and you're going to say, I've been depressed and I've been frustrated and I have been unhappy for the last five years. And that might lead to divorce, might lead to you being a distant, disengaged parent. Or person at work, that might lead to you getting fired, that might lead to you getting a divorce, that might lead to you getting, you know, separated from your kids. Because you didn't take the time and the investment and the action needed to fix the problem that you knew that you had if you just took the time to look for it. So anyway, so to bring this back, I'm very thankful that I caught it. And that I was able to work my way over three or four years into a path of fixing it. And I'm on the back end of that now and I'm looking back and... I'm just so thankful for everybody uh, all along the way, the, those of you in the podcast who helped me do this. This is a part of my mental development. This helps me talk about things that I struggle with. This helps me talk about talk about things that I know other people struggle with, and we can struggle together. We can have discussions and help each other. And the community aspect, that feel of being a part of a tribe that is all trying to get better with open honesty... Right. Me telling you, I feel comfortable for you to listen to a conversation between me and my mother. I feel comfortable for you to listen to me say that I've thought about going to a psychologist, that I have to work on myself, that I've struggled with depression and loneliness and these things. I, you, We have to get to this place where we feel comfortable to talk about it and understand it for what it is and understand those frustrations so that we can map out a path to get it better. The only people who you can't help are the people who don't want to see it, don't want to recognize it, don't want to talk about it and are unapproachable about it. And that's a fixed mindset. And if you're listening to this podcast and you have a fixed mindset, your only goal in life, I, I mean this entirely, your only goal in life, you should stop doing everything until you get yourself to a growth mindset. Because everything you do with a fixed mindset is going to lead you to unhappiness and a very, very poor quality of life. You're going to be unsuccessful in everything you do if you have a fixed mindset. You're going to have a bad relationship. You're going to have bad relationships, friends, work, everything. You're going to have bad health and fitness because you're not going to work on it because you're going to think you're good enough or it doesn't matter. I'll do it later or I'm fine, You know, whatever. And when you understand the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset, when you become obsessed with being a person who is growth oriented, it should drive you up a wall to spend a minute with somebody who is in a fixed mindset. I think that that's something who, for people who are in between or for people who have fixed mindsets, I think they don't understand it. And now I can say that because I don't think a lot of people with fixed mindsets are spending time listening to this podcast, unfortunately, right? Because what do people with fixed mindsets not do? Well, they don't spend the time developing themselves. So they wouldn't listen to this podcast. A lot of them probably know it exists, It could probably help a ton of them, but they won't do it because they have a fixed mindset and because they have a fixed mindset and because they wouldn't take a half an hour out of their day where they're going to be commuting or doing something else anyway. If like, if you, you are literally going to come in contact with people who won't take that half hour during their commute to listen to a podcast that you will send them knowing that it will help them. It'll get them on the path to help and development and they won't do it and spend a little bit of time thinking about why and spend a little bit of time thinking about maybe where you have a fixed mindset, because it's not a on or off thing globally. You can have a fixed mindset as it pertains to laundry, right? To use a family that, or an example that my family struggles with, because I have a poor mindset, a relatively fixed mindset with my laundry and my organization. And as does Maria, She has a very fixed mindset with how she likes things to be done. And so we butt heads. It's a frustration point for our marriage because she's not willing to give an inch to come my way and I'm not willing to give an inch to come her way. And that fixed mindset in that small thing is a problem. And so we all have those little things, but when those little things are laundry, right? Like, eh, you know, whatever, that doesn't really matter. Right. If our bigger things like, you know, our affection, our love, you know, our financial picture, um, you know, our future plans, our excitement, all those things, if that stuff's pretty dialed in laundry in the scheme of things doesn't matter a ton. Right. But for some of you guys who I know are struggling with some of the bigger things right health work fitness nutrition relationships financial if you guys are fixed in your mindset for those things what are you doing like what are you doing to get better how are you changing the way you're looking at the problem are you looking at the problem are your eyes open and if not let's take a little time so that you guys can get to where where I'm at right now. Now, obviously, I'm not gonna stay there forever, but I'll tell you right now. Like, I feel, I feel amazing today. It's just a great feeling. Like I just got done meditating for like 20 minutes, come out and just a totally clear mind, and there's nothing stressing me. And my body feels great. My mind feels great. Um, So. Honestly, I'm just super thankful for that. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, there's been two crazy, crazy, crazy death stories of people in our community that witnessed deaths right in front of them, and both were just total freak accidents—an electrocution, and then that po- the poor girl who died during the triathlon this past weekend. And that kind of stuff, man, it's like, just, you know, it's get busy living or get busy dying. It's that mentality. There's no time. Don't push these things off. Like you don't know what's going to happen. And when things are great, be grateful. Tell everybody in your life who has a part of it, how much you love them and how much it means to you. This is me telling you guys that you're a part of this and you guys have helped me and I love and appreciate you for it. And, you know, just Take that time for the gratitude. And when things are bad, take some time to be by yourself. Schedule a plane fight. Go go on to South. This is what you do. All right. Go on to Southwest.com. Search their low fares. They're going to be able to take you from Columbus to somewhere for under seventy nine dollars. Okay. If you guys don't have a Southwest credit card, you should get one, right? Cause I do. And you get like two, three, two free flights a year. It's fantastic. Okay. But go, go and do that. $79 flight, wherever the hell the $79 flight is, it doesn't matter. Okay. Next go on to Airbnb and find just the nicest, but simplest place wherever you go. So let's say it takes you to, you know, God, we're going to just pick somewhere so weird. Uh, Let's say it takes you to Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Not the sexiest flight in the world. Okay. Also, it would be a weird one because you could probably drive there. Okay. Let's say it takes you to Louisville, Kentucky. You get your Airbnb. Okay. It takes you two minutes. Find a nice place and schedule it for four days. Leave on a Friday afternoon. Check in on Friday afternoon. Come back on a Monday morning and Friday through Monday cell phone off book in hand notepads spend some time by yourself and figure everything out all right maria just got home she's gonna love on blitz and i'm gonna love on them love you guys thank you appreciate it take some action let's go